dudes again. What's up, boys? How you doing? Good, man. How are you, Gorak? Good, man. Good, good. What's new? Uh, nothing, dude. I resigned <laughs> my job. Really? Yeah. Good thing or a bad thing? I don't want to congratulate you. What's up? I said, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Oh, it's a good thing. I had enough of the place. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Stick it to them, dude. So what's, yeah. so what's the plan now? Tell me your personal life on the podcast, please. Um, I've already got another job lined up. Good. Straight away. So, yeah. Is it the same thing? You're still cooking? Yeah, but it's just going to be less hours. Because, like, the last couple of weeks, I've just been doing, like, 40 to 50 hours hours a week and it's just been draining me out dude so well I don't know. i'm good to hear that you have more, you have more time to lift now you know yeah man okay good joe smith how you doing bro you're muted he's muted he is the batman of nebraska does that work yeah bro you look had to had had to borrow a different setup because my computer charge at whatever. Anyway, oh. I'm using something different, so this is weird. Did you quit your job, Gorak? I I, I resigned. <laughs> I I uh, I told him I'm leaving on the 16th. Oh man, that's all right. You can't handle working 60 hours a week either. Yeah. I feel you when you're in food service, man, like I know like we are, we're super busy right now and I'm, I'm putting in some killer hours and it's, it's rough. It's real rough. Oh yeah, definitely. So I respect what you guys do and then also find time to complete the insane amount of uh, workouts I have you guys do. So that's yeah. <laughs> We got a we got a new participant in the Sabbath Sunday solo podcast today. Lee, what's up, bro? What's going on, guys? Hey, like, dude. We're glad. Hey, Lee. Yeah, man, it's good to be here. Uh, first time ever doing something like this, so it's, it's exciting. Well, this is very <laughs> this is very serious. You walk you walked in on the wrecking crew. We got this is the boys' day of the Sabbath Sunday podcast. When Mohawk Mandy's not here, it all falls to shit. So you picked a great time. Right on. Right on, brother. Yeah. So Joe Smith, how you doing, bro? Good. Uh, still, still rocking through my 5K every day. I did a real long walk yesterday just to kind of like ease into it since we're transitioning into yeah. that new program. I figured Got some strength I might as well start. Yeah, might as well start my endurance running today when it's nice and rainy outside here. Go for a 90-minute endurance run you know why not why not man? yeah it's it's rainy out here too i was thinking about doing the same thing you're you're inspiring bro How, oh, thank you. The, the 5k every day does that is that wear and tear on your knees and shit at all like do you feel good about that i don't have a problem with it because i mean i'm used to putting in pretty decent mileage but the type of i'm not very strict on like I just have to go and run a 5k okay. like during my workout the other day we had to do while well, there was a a mile you know loaded carry or loaded carry where weighted carry oh, so yeah. like that that mile counted toward my overall because then after that I was able to take a pretty chill like 
two mile run just to kind of decompress. And I've some intervals at a track too. And so just as long as I'm getting that covering that distance during a workout, that's kind of my, my work around on it. So like taking it. it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm using it to my advantage just to kind of work it into my training. Um, and if I go farther than that, like today, if I go out for an hour and a half, if I only do 3.2 miles, that's, that's real slow. Um, sure. <laughs> but so it can be more than a 5k, but at least, at least hit that 5k mark. A moody Sabbath Sunday kind of slow run in the rain is, is perfect. You know, Hell yeah. <laughs> Lee, how's your training going, bro? I know you're, I know you're a heavy lifter. I don't think you're out there doing five K's every day, but neither am I. No, man, it's, uh, that's more my wife's realm. She can run all day, man. I, 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 I am a heavy guy. I can't do that. Um, my knees and my ankles will just say, what the hell are you doing, man? Yeah. Uh, now my, it's been like uh it was primarily on powerlifting uh like when i found you guys and uh and josh uh clover sure uh, i was like all right i'm gonna talk to my trainer again that i had years ago get back in it um and just started powerlifting and that's been really really well uh did my first meet back in february but since then man we're just i'm working on physique changes losing fat uh, down to 235 I was 255 so that's pretty damn awesome <laughs> yeah I was gonna say no offense but you look a lot skinnier in the on the zoom call than I ever saw you in your pictures so that's good yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. you're, you're doing but, uh, good, yeah, it's really well man I, I I the biggest thing is just I gotta be consistent about it that's it you know? I mean I there's been so many times over the years I've started this stopped it you know, everybody's heard that same story. Like you start, stop something a week later, six weeks later, whatever it is. I mean, I've been consistent with it for about nine or 10 months now. And it's, it's really paying off. So uh, not stopping. <laughs> okay. Yeah, dude. Glad to hear it. And uh, yeah, always reach out to me or anybody else here or in the lifting dead army. If you need anything, that's what's, that's, what's cool about it. I know you just joined. So, you're pretty new, but we are all here for each other. We all give advice. These dudes are fucking monsters. Joe Smith's Batman. Adam Gorak is the best power lifter in Australia. So if you, right. you need anything, <laughs> we're, we're here for you, bro. So that's what the best thing you can do is probably, especially today, just blast some Black Sabbath and that will take care of a lot of business for you. And that's, that, that's why we're here. That's why we do this every week. We talk about Sabbath, talk about health and wellness doesn't matter if you're a power lifter, you're a yoga master, you're a 5K everyday runner, or you're buff shady. She's She texted me she's not going to be here because she's doing Mother's Day stuff. So maybe that's why this is just the dude's podcast today. But she's a, she's a beast too, and she's a trainer. Um, you can reach out to her if you need anything. I post her workouts, and I get a lot of shit from, from people that are dying from her workouts. And I've tried it, and yeah. She's tough. She's tougher than me. So shout out to Buff Shady. We miss you. But let's talk about Black Sabbath, my friends. How many of you have listened? I know you did, Lee. You listened to TYR, Tear. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I was like, man, I thought Tony Iowi had written all the fucking cool riffs. Like, because I'd never heard anything from Tony Martin's. This is why we talk about this, bro. Not a lot of people have. 
what where have I been, man? Like I thought I listened, I thought I was like a uh, I don't know, like a connoisseur of metal. Like I thought I'd heard, you know, mostly all Sabbath and oh, sorry, and uh from uh you know, from all the, the big Sabbath albums and whatnot, but man, holy shit, I was blown away. This album is amazing. I mean Although the one thing I would say is that I, uh, the opening track, that feels like a closer to me. But they threw it in the beginning of the album, which was awesome. Yeah, it's it's a shocker for sure. Yeah, it, it, I, I pictured like a, a European festival, like a field full of people just singing their ass off to this song. But I don't know if that's happening anywhere. <laughs> well, right now, yeah, but it will. It, it will again, and that will be a great experience. But Tony Martin era is something we've been harping on for a while. And, um, you know, I get if you don't like it, uh, especially if you're a new Sabbath fan or you're, you're coming in off the off the Aussie stuff. It might take a while to, like, warm up to. But that's a – even Iomi says in his, his book, that's where I, I kind of get all my information from. I have a few – Sabbath books. One, Tony Iommi's autobiography is called Iron Man, and it's it's really, really good. And he even says, like, he forgets about it a lot. You know, him, him like, writing about it, he says it's hard for him to recall a lot of things that have happened, especially during this album cycle, because it is a forgotten era of Sabbath. Um, we were talking about Headless Cross last week, which I always have my trusty tape handy, just, just to flex on the Headless Cross, if anybody anybody needs anything headless cross on tape is, is what you need to do but um it that album the headless cross uh, we talked about this last week it actually did better in europe than any black sabbath album up until that point but they got no for some reason they got a new record deal and they totally like shit the bed here in the states and basically the rest of the world because it got no promotion Nobody knows about them. The, they're not on Spotify. They're not on Apple Music. You can't go to a record store and find Tony Martinero records. And that's why people don't know about them. It's simply because of that. And our mission is to change that. And I'm glad that you responded well to this. I'm glad we opened your eyes to the Tony Martinero because it is the shit. There are some gems on there. There's there's some bad stuff too. The earlier the earlier two records like that we've talked about. I see you laughing, Joe Smith. I know you have something to say about Tear. But <laughs> what you think of what you? I know you didn't love Headless Cross last week. What you think of Tear? If you listen to it, uh, this one I was uh, a little bit more on board with. It was I think yeah, and I think it really worked for the like I said. It's it's rainy and really gloomy here, and I listened to it at like you know, fucking 6.30 in the morning. So I, I think that really added to the experience of listening to it for the first time. I will have to say, I, I, I think the vocals, uh, who is this again? Tony Martin. It's got some of the best vocals I've heard in Black Sabbath. Like, Definitely. period. Like, I, for sure. And I mean, it's not ever something, I mean, I didn't even know. I always just assumed it was either Dio or Ozzy. And like, right. that was it. I had no idea. But uh, that said, has if this album had any sort of drinking game involved with it, I think if you drank every time they said Valhalla, you'd probably pass out before the end of the album. Shot of whiskey every time there's Valhalla. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because <laughs> <laughs> there was one, I forget which song it was. It just kept rolling. It just sounded it was like probably it was, Valhalla. Yeah. Oh, okay. Perfect. Yeah. 
um well you know when you're listening to the youtube one it doesn't really give you the track but anyway i yeah i guess i could have assumed it was called valhalla from the you know 500th time they said it (laughs) yes it's it's epic and and like like lee said this would be a great like that's a great live setting song you know a festival field in england with a bunch of drunk people going valhalla every five seconds is what we need right now that's the energy we're trying to cultivate and um, so they make sense though and i did the same thing i listened to it this morning we're having a gloomy rainy day here we're having some very british weather and this album is very much norse mythology based you know like that uk myth stuff and that's a very cool subject matter for a Black Sabbath record to be steeped in. And that's 100% Tony Martin. I think this is where Tony Martin really shines in the whole Sabbath, what he did with them. Uh, even Iomi said it was different. It took a, a while for the rest of the band to kind of wrap their head around what he was trying to do. He was really, next to Iomi, a very creative force on this record. He did all the lyrics and like really wanted to push it in that like mytho- mythological direction with like the choirs and like all kinds of like cool shit. So I do think this album has that atmosphere to it. And atmosphere is a great thing in music, especially in some of um, what we've listened to in the past from Sabbath, basically, you know, after born again, it gets a little stale. Uh, There's no atmosphere. It feels a little bit cheesy up until headless cross brings back the darkness. And this, this really brings back some like heaven and hell energy. Um, And that's, highly regarded as some people consider heaven and hell the first one with dio to be the best some some definite heaven and hell vibes yeah towards the end of the album definitely i was like it it almost like the way his range is very comparable to dio you know that that was one thing that really struck me too very much and even the the song uh sabbath stones it's kind of that like powerful, doomy, heavy, like chuggy stuff. That's like the the song "Heaven and Hell" was kind of a uh, reminiscent, reminiscent there. And uh, actually, Iomi compares uh, "Headless Cross" and "In Tear" to "Heaven and Hell" and the Mob Rules. So he's, he's he says that um, "Tear" is more of a Mob Rules because they try to push the speed and push the heaviness a little more, but. I don't, you know, I don't know how accurate that analogy is because I think the I think heaven and hell is better and heavier than the mob rules. But who am I? Who's anybody to argue with the man Tony Iommi himself? He's also done a lot of drugs in his life and probably doesn't have a whole great memory of this of this era, as he said. But Gorak, you've been quiet. What do you think of this, bro? Did you listen to it? I haven't gotten around to it, man. I love you. It's okay. You should try. But you did listen to Headless Cross last week. I did, and I, I actually quite liked it. See, it's the, this era is just it's it's hit it's a hidden gem, man. Um, Tony Iommi is actively, at least what he said from what I read, is uh, trying to reissue this stuff. Uh, I, I hope, I, I hope it happens. I, I hope we get remasters of it. I hope more people can readily seek it out because I think there's a whole little subsection of Sabbath fans that don't know they're Sabbath fans just because they've never heard the Tony Martin era. And most of this is a lot that... What's up? Didn't they bring out another box set? Another remastered box set? They're coming out with Sabotage uh, on a remastered box set. And that's, if you know, that's my favorite Sabbath album, period. Sabotage. Um, So I'm really, (laughs) really excited for that. 
I pre-ordered that shit with all the money <laughs> I don't have. Spent, <laughs> they, they sucker me and they sucker me in with volume four, the remastered vinyl edition box set, which is awesome. But uh, Sabotage is going to take it to a whole nother level. Uh, what's your favorite Sabbath album, Lee? If you had to say this, that's one of our that's one of our introductory questions when you first joined the the uh, put me on the spot. Yeah, uh, you can you can think about it if you want me to circle back around to you. It's, it's yeah, man. After hearing this one, I'm like, I got to re reorganize things. Uh, Good. I'm glad to shake it up, man. More people need to be wake woken up to this. Yeah, I mean, if uh, if I had to choose right now, I'd say like their their first album. But nice. yeah. that that was what that was the first thing I heard, you know. Yeah, uh, that's probably the easy answer. But no, dude, that, that's, that's where I I always draw back to that album when I'm working out or having a shit day, whatever it is. So yeah, that's great, man. I mean, it, it is classic, and you'd be surprised um, if you listen to the podcast. Uh, we always ask that's like our last question is what's your favorite Black Sabbath album? Because I feel like. Those that know, you can tell a lot about a person based on their favorite Black Sabbath album. And it's been kind of a kind of a fun thing to do. But you'd be surprised how many people don't say the first album. It's not a very common answer. So yeah. I, don't, I don't think uh, I don't think that's the easy cliche answer at all. I think the first album is actually quite underrated for all that it has going on. I mean, right. the first song, Black Sabbath, is like. I mean, that's heavy metal, like that, that invented doom metal. That's like, you know, everybody knows that. That song's the shit. Yeah, it's funny because you can you can pick out songs in black metal or black metal, Black Sabbath's uh, discography and you can go, OK, well, this is where Typo Negative was born or this is oh, where, yeah. you know, uh, Metallica was born, whatever. You know, and then they are basically like <clears throat> all of their songs have the roots of every single subgenre. <laughs> mm -hmm. you know it, it's, it's really interesting to go back and hear like oh okay i get it that's where that started you know? oh yeah it's it's so cool they're the they're the gift that keeps on giving that's why we can do this podcast and never run out of material <laughs> yeah we can, yeah yeah it's it's uh it's real cool especially uh on the first album wicked world that's like a jazz song and i know uh, me and joe we talked about this when you were first listening to Black Sabbath, you really like that tune and the, that shit on the first record that's jazzy and bluesy and like kind of free forming and dark and weird. And a lot of that comes from Bill Ward, who is a, um, you know, he like, he listens to like orchestra and jazz and stuff. And he's not even, even today, he says he's not a real big metal or rock fan. And that's where you get like that perfect mesh of all these elements coming together to form Black Sabbath, which is amazing. And that's what Another reason why these albums are really cool and sound really different is because of their drummer that they have on this cozy pal who is like, he was drumming for white snake and rainbow and has this like kind of eighties heavy metal. Like it's not like cheesy heavy metal, but like real fast and powerful. If you listen to the drums on the, on this one and headless cross, they're really, really heavy. And that's what leads in well to the next album where they get Dio back which we'll talk about next week, which is going to be fucking awesome, is a dehumanizer, which is, I see you, I see you shaking your head there, Gorak. You like dehumanizer? I know you, he's, Gorak's the Dio guy. Dio from down under down there. But a lot, that's one, you'd be surprised, a lot of people don't know about dehumanizer at all. Or they, they think it's one of those like 
forgotten shittier Sabbath records. And they don't even realize Dio's on it. You know, they, a lot of people think Dio only did Mob Rules and Heaven and Hell. But Dehumanizer is going to be an exciting talk next week because it's fucking heavy as shit. And it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Do you stories. <laughs> I can't wait to hear your commentary about it, Gorak. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to save your excitement until next week, bro. I will. <laughs> I will. Yeah. Now that you have, now that you have free time, because you quit your job like a badass, the badass rebel that you are, you have to listen. I've, to I've got one more week left. Uh, well, sorry, but you yeah, still have. To I know it sucks. Here. Another fifty hours to go. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's why we appreciate it, because it's like fucking midnight down there for you right now, and you work. Uh, no, it's 10 to 11. 10 to 11, close enough, and you're hanging out with us talking about Black Sabbath, and that's why we yeah. we, we love you and we admire your oh, strength. Man. What, what else is there to do on, like, you know, on a Sunday night? Nothing. Hang out with you guys. Nothing, man. No. Did you have a good Mother's Day since you're in the future? Did you hang um, out with mom? Oh, I didn't hang out with my mom. She lives like four and a half hours away. I just sent her a message and okay. that stuff. But yeah. Well, tell her that that uh, Death Comes Lifting crew and the Sabbath Sunday podcast crew says Happy Mother's Day down there. Yeah. <laughs> Death Comes <laughs> Lifting. That's what, we, yeah, that's what we do. We, we spread the love. She's welcome on the show anytime. <laughs> Joe, I just noticed when you lifted your arm, you had the, these tattoos, they kind of look like Norse mythology symbols. Is that, is that what that is? Oh, these guys? Oh, uh, yeah, not ancient Germanic. So, I mean, yeah, they're roughly the same, uh, like, same general region, timeline-wise, runes, basically. But, you know. The Sabbath stones, man. The, the, the Sabbath it, it stones. All, it all came together. That's why you liked here. That's, that's dope, man. I need to get some more tattoos. Should, yeah, I shouldn't, but I've got a meeting with my artist on the 18th to finish up some color on my back and, uh, you know, maybe get a couple more small guys. Nice. Just trying to balance out my body. I've got two twos on the right side, so I need to fill up the left a little bit. So. I like the chest piece a lot. That's a strong move. Not many people can pull off a chest piece, I feel like. I hurt that what what was the I mean, let's talk about your tattoos let's derail this podcast because i'm personally interested in your tattoos my okay yeah. so i have no real like emotional attachment or stories that go with tattoos like nothing that i have is incredibly like meaningful in the way that you would watch on like the la inc or <laughs> any of those yeah. reality shows yeah. where everybody comes in yeah. and they're like I need to get this specific type of cat because when I was a 10 year old, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mine are just yeah. like, I want to get that tattoo because it looks fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. So I feel that uh, I was at too, man. Like I, my, my family's always harped on me. Like, oh, you're 80 and you're going to hate your tattoos. I'm like, nah, <laughs> but like it, it took this guy right, right here. This is all I got. I got this, uh, it's the limit configuration. It's kind of hard to see, but. Uh, like, is that the box from Hellraiser? Yeah, man. And the chain's going up, up this way. It's completely unfinished. I mean, the box is, the box is sitting okay, but the rest of it's, it's like 10 years in the making, man. I, I just haven't put the time to, to go get it finished. 
Yeah. Maybe <laughs> once you attain a super shredded physique, then we can you can finish your tattoo. Yeah. Right. That will be like your gift to yourself. I, that's what I think it's cool. You should reward yourself in that way. But yeah. Circling back around to the chest piece, I'm thinking of getting the chest piece myself, Joe. What what made you want the chest piece, and what is your chest piece totally? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's. I mean, I guess we're on camera, so like, it's a it's a it's massive little boy that runs through. Realize it's that big. I thought it was like just a spider web for some reason. Skull spider web. Uh, got uh, a couple of swords that run through because there was that weird pirate phase that I went through, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll get a <laughs> we, fucking." We all bad. get that weird pirate goth phase or whatever. I'll, you know, I'll right? get a weird badass piratey tattoo on my chest because why not? And uh, the <laughs> so I don't know. It just when it came down to like location, uh, I wasn't necessarily planning on getting the skull and spider webs. But I mean, tattoo artist was like, let's try this instead because it was just going to be the skull with the banner on it. The, the banner, the words come from, you know, one of my favorite social distortion songs and, uh, you know, a feeling that I used to feel a lot in life, born to lose, destined hey, to fail. That's it. But, you know, obviously it's changed and i don't really necessarily feel that way but it's a badass classic looking tattoo now so oh, man good I'm, i'd rather you say that to be like yeah i fucking regret putting born to lose on my chest like no you don't no uh-uh it was you know it's a reminder like it took a long time because I, I had this tattoo on my back that was terrible and my wife hated it because she was the only one who ever had to see it and would always talk about getting it covered up but like i never really wanted to because it's it was a reminder of like yep i did this it was a mistake it looks real bad and i finally got it like covered up this like last year but i have this really shitty thundercats tattoo on my arm that i really yeah no i know right I'm total, just, i like that about you you would have that yeah right why not uh that i just like it needs to be better and it's so old and faded that like i don't know, like it could be covered up no problem but for some reason it's that reminder that of this mistake that i made in the past because it was a shitty tattoo and it is a shitty tattoo but i guess i'm just gonna kind of own it because i wanted it there and I guess it's kind of stuck <laughs> there <laughs> awesome but right, well, when I come back next week with a Black Sabbath chess piece, then you can you can claim responsibility for that inspiration. Just like Ozzy ripping through your chest. Yeah. Or just like like <laughs> Mount Rushmore with like Tony Martin, Dio, Ozzy, and Tony Iommi. And just the mustache. Just get Tony Iommi's mustache on your chest. That would actually be kind of sweet. <laughs> just to get his like hair, facial hair, like somewhere. That's it. That yeah. would actually be really fucking funny, I think. Yeah, if it's just the facial hair, like, do it. I'm into it. <laughs> All right. All right, it's done. My ne- we'll next in. That's awesome. Well. But if chest piece, man, you're a skinny kid like me, so uh, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt real bad. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm into it. It's okay. Well, I feel like, like I never like, – I got tattoos, like, later in life. Like, a lot of people assume, like, I, I – would have a bunch of tattoos like oh you're the you're the fucking death comes lifting dude and you have like two tattoos like what's wrong with you i'm like i just you know it's a a time and money issue you know every time i'm like i gotta like lay down 500 bucks for a sweet tattoo i'm like i gotta put that back into like 
the business or something. I can't justify just spending that on myself, but one day I'll have it. So you should get the, the stitches that you normally have on. You should tattoo those. Yeah, I, I think I want to, seriously. I do. Frankenstein's like my favorite horror monster character, the monster, Frankenstein's monster, I should say. It's for, for the horror nerds out there. They're going to they're gonna jab me for that. But I, I always wanted stitches and Frankenstein tattoo. I have plans, you know, but just never never went through with it. I also like Frankenstein in general, like, are you talking like universal monsters or are you talking like all time, like favorite horror movie monster in general? All time favorite horror movie oh. monster in general. It's probably Frankenstein. Things just classic in cat. I like like Leatherface, but I feel like Leatherface is just an extension of Frankenstein, really. For sure. You know, I so thought about getting Captain Spalding in the back of my left calf muscle. You do have that, or you are going to get that? I want to get it just to piss people off. Yeah, sure. Yeah, man. I mean, it wouldn't piss me off. I'd make me like you more. And I was going to say, if you had this this whole time and I didn't know about it, I'd be kind of mad. Uh, I'm planning. I'm <laughs> I'm planning to get more done. Gorak's walking around with a calf tattoo that says "Tootie fucking fruity" on it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Fruity. Well, boys, it's been fun. I gotta roll out of here. You guys are the shit. Keep jamming. Next week, we'll talk about the humanizer. We fist bump through the camera. Lee, it was an honor to have you. Thank you for joining. Nice to meet you, Lee. Yeah. Nice to meet you guys. Thank you. Stay crushing.